This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. We'll start with Matt Hale on X. Can we get a list of top 10 brackets or perhaps 11 for the one-time Sheffield Shield reporter <laughs> of biased supporter journos? This is your wheelhouse, this one, Hachi. Uh, Steve-O's still number one, isn't he? Mark Stevens, yeah, mate. He's still number one, isn't he? You want a cricket 11? Is that what they've asked for? Yeah, they, they said top 10, but because of uh, the Sheffield Shield reporting history of one of us, he feels that an 11 might even be better. So let, let, let's let's quickly get to at least uh, at least to biased, the bowls. Is that biased in uh, in favour of your team? Yeah, or, of, of okay. biased supporter journos, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we come from a little bit of a southern AFL bent here, so please forgive us in the northern markets. Yes. But in my 11, I'm taking Mark Stevens in. I'm taking Jake Landsberger in. I'm taking Bruce Eva. <laughs> Sammy Landsberger, maybe. Oh, sorry. Sammy Landsberger. Bruce Eva's oh, in the Bruce selected Eva. side. Yeah. Without yep. question. Yep. He's the all-rounder. But um, I think there's an argument for Anthony Hudson to open the batting, if I was to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna, I was contemplating just that moment. Do I throw him up? And you've already done it. So good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Tim Lane's not far from the selected side uh, with Tazzy. <laughs> no, no. Tim Watson? Tim Watson, turn it up. Turn it up. He's very, very neutral. Who else you got in your team? Just, just going through them. I want to put in my good mate Glenn McFarlane there too. Yep. You, you don't you got, notice it, but the support for Collingwood from Glenn. Ooh. You got Jake Noel in that category as well? No, nah, not necessarily. Not necessarily. You got Rowan Connolly in the. In the oh lineup. yeah, that goes. That's, <laughs> that's almost like your fave out option in the bidding, isn't it? Yeah. He's there. Um, let me just keep working through. We'd love to, if you got some NRL suggestions, by the way. Yep. In the northern markets, we're all ears. Just hit us up on uh, on X or on Facebook. Uh, hang on, I've, I've got another one. I've got another one, and, and she's right up there. Nat Edwards. Really? Oh. Hawthorne. Oh, okay. Complete Hawthorne <laughs> Nuffy. <laughs> right we on. might try and complete that for you, Matt. We've probably got down to the uh, Wicked Keeper sort of lineup there. We, uh, we'll complete it next oh, week. Oh, um, Mitch Cleary in that conversation too, do you think? Oh. Just for Geelong. You reckon? Yeah. Yep. See, I haven't noticed it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll pay more attention now. Nathan yep. Gillia. Stephen on... Quartermain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. F- famously <laughs> blew up when uh, Alistair Clarkson was appointed that night yeah. <laughs> as a coach. Nathan Gillia on X. With the Stephen May story coming out this week, do you think those events should in- exclude media or should be off the record? At a BNF, Stephen is clearly speaking to Melbourne players, sponsors, and supporters, not the media or wider public, keen to get your thoughts. Uh, Nathan, I can understand why you've asked the question, and I get a lot of people from non-media circles will constantly ask that question, and maybe rightly so. But I take the view, the moment you are talking into any form of microphone, consider it to be broadcast to the world. And I think that's the only way you can look at it. And Stephen, Stephen Stephen knows the way it works. I think it's entirely on the record. You've got 1,200 fans who've paid... Full freight to go to an event, yep, and to to market the club. It's a club event. The the line of of communication on, on this aspect, Hutchie, slightly different in those. And you do a lot of these yourself, or you host a lot of these. The, the corporate style, or, or the the intimate gathering of breakfast, where there are no microphones or cameras, but the information could sometimes be taken out of that room. We always refer to the uh, Chatham House rules, don't we, in those yeah. moments, and hope that covers you. And I've got to say, I've ne- personally never, ever been burnt on that, but others would claim they have. 
Yeah, I think just don't don't say anything in life you're not comfortable reading on the front page of the paper. I'd take that view too. Yep, absolutely. Brendan Donovan on X, is there a specific number that triggers a club to have, quote, a war chest? <laughs> nah, well, it's it's whatever the media person's narrative uh, wants to be at that given point in time. And we noticed too, Brendan and Hutchie, that it's not just a financial war chest, Hutchie. You can have a draft pick war chest. Yes. As well. North Melbourne's yes. got a draft pick war chest this year. It's normally, normally a club with a few bob who has had no success. And let's call that Essendon for the time being. Uh has always got a war chest. Yeah. The Kangaroos don't really have a war chest because... No, they but they've got the draft pick war chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they do. Uh, it's a good question, Brendan. Just consider that vernacular part of every single yep. coverage forevermore. Dave Brown, X, a Collingwood It'd be a great name for a podcast, by the way, out there. If anyone wants to start one, the war chest. <laughs> it would be too, wouldn't it? It would be... <laughs> Dave Brown, X, a Collingwood win is usually good for business. Is there any data around newspaper sales or any other businesses that would be booming as a result? Anecdotally, I heard it was very good for News Limited business, which you'd expect. So, Yep. yep. I still remember when I first started at Hutchie, and it was no secret even outside the building, but when you get in there, you just realise how big a Collingwood story was back then. Yep. That's in the very late 80s, early 90s. And then, and equally, in 2023, I would argue, is as significant even now, even though it's yep. now a national competition, which it wasn't back then. And there's a lot of other interests and a lot of other competitive and com- competition for the, for the, for the news and the, yep. and the code and business and life. But I still think it's the, the, still the main driver, isn't it? For, for that type of media. Yep. Yeah. That's a big club. That's for sure. Ben Davies, Facebook, you'll probably speak about the voice in the main body, but it would be good to hear your thoughts on why you think most of Australians voted no. Do you think voters aligned with their political party? If yes, should important campaigns like this and like Australia becoming a republic be organised outside of the political system? Ben, we did discuss it on the on the main body. I've got no idea whether it's going to resonate well or badly with our listeners, but we gave our views on on the what we thought was the why. So I'm going to refer you back to there. The political campaign I think aspect just on of the it. political side. I think I read Peter Dutton say this morning that half the Labor voters voted no. So I think that data's already been done, isn't it? it? I did read that comment myself too. I think he was on yeah. 60 Minutes last night saying that. Um, yep. Again, the ideology of, of trying to present a referendum outside of the political system, it, it just doesn't marry up with how it has to happen. There needs to be a government obviously in charge to actually yep. force the question to be asked and, and usually they will force the question that is in keeping with their ideology. So as much as I like what you're saying, I don't see an independent body being able to uh, institute this type of change at that uh, level. As an aside, and as a little bit of light relief, you know how I've had a bit of a run of running into pollies on planes? Yes. I've sat near or next to Peter Dutton twice in the last six weeks on planes. On Friday night, getting on the red eye out of Perth, bleary-eyed, half asleep, just looking forward to trying to get some sleep. Sit down and uh, one seat away or one row away. Uh, your man, Tony Abbott. Ah. Did you speak you to you? No. He wouldn't know who you are, though, would he? <laughs> no. I reckon no. he'd look at you and go, no idea. 
<laughs> I'd probably get the uh, Mark G'day, Riley. Get I'd get the Mark Riley kind of twenty six second freeze. I reckon if I sit alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Was that, that Mark Riley? I think it was Mark Riley, yeah, Channel yeah, Seven yeah. political reporter. Yeah. You can go and Google it or YouTube it. It'll be there somewhere. <laughs> ben Menutoli on Facebook. Hachi, putting your marketing slash management hat on. How would you have run the referendum in order for it to succeed? Well. <laughs> I was almost contemplating giving an answer there, but I, yeah, what I know, honestly, I, it just wasn't well articulated or argued. So a lot more work needed to get done in the lead up on the how and the what and more time. And I think the other thing, Damo, was the timing is not ideal. So I know that there was a commitment to get it done early in the in the prime ministerialship and that was designed to set up a run to and all those legacy and all those things. But people out there, in the heartland of life, are concerned about the cost of living yeah. and the lack of housing. Yeah. And anything, is, however important to us, feels like it's in the way of those two things that are striking at the heart of the average everyday yep. person. Yep. And that is one of the undoubted reasons it got voted down. If we, if it was, if we were in a great economy and everything's flying, everyone's happy and people can make a more considered decision, who knows what, what might have happened. But I reckon a lot of people said... Enough of this. Let's get down to actually fixing the things that are killing us here. Yeah. No, I think Do you reckon? I think that's all part of it. I think that's all yep. part of it. Uh, last one, Nick Brown on Facebook. Who turns up less for the show they have a face off? Hachi on Off the Bench or Damien on AFL Daily? I don't know what you're talking about there, Nick. I've uh, missed one show on AFL Daily in three years of it, and it was because I was travelling. So I don't know what yep. you're talking about there. Have you been missing Off the Bench, Hachi? Have you? Well, I'm 17 years into Off the Bench, and... I was a fifty-two week a year guy for a lot of it. Yeah, you were. I have started it. I have started just give myself the occasional. What breath. you need is what I've got, Hachi. Just a little ten-week little patch, not twenty-two. Just a little <laughs> twenty-two 10. weeks. Just get ten. Just get ten. I need twenty-two <laughs> of the best. Just get ten. Uh, that was question yeah. time for the sounding board. For drink-wise, if you're choosing to drink, choose to drink-wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.